Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I, back to the Truth Hurt Show. Where we expose corrupt politicians <laughs> and the lying corporate media. We'll do a lot of that today on the show. We're broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast near Minneapolis, Minnesota, where all the bad things are happening. Greater Minnesota, way different story. Love people from Greater Minnesota. I know a lot of those people are, are in our uh, comment section already on Rumble. And reading your comments today is Bridget. She's going to make sure if you do a Rumble rant, she's going to interrupt whatever we're talking about and read your Rumble rant. But we want to make sure you guys yeah. like uh, the show on Rumble, YouTube, or wherever else you're watching. That tells algorithm to share this with more people and joining me as usual as mega jesse what are we talking about today mega oh yeah lots of good stuff here today so of course canada arresting a, a journalist you know no, no respect for free speech we got the january 6th debate there was a lot of good interesting clips to run from there we got the epstein files we've got uh gene Pulowski, con artist is now retiring we got some good news uh we got mike johnson and uh the uh secret deal fundraising deal that he has uh done with chuck schumer Got to call that out. And Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin missing in action. We'll call it all out. Yeah, no kidding. And that's a crazy story. I can't wait to get to that. Bridget. Yes. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? Uh, great. Oh, oops. Tucker says, welcome back, Bridget. $5. What <laughs> happened to Bridget's light? I'm working on it. Every, oh. time a, every time a rumble rant comes in, since we're pointing at a TV, oh. I have to change the brightness. Yep, I see oh. it. It makes sense. Well, oh, look at that, Tucker. Now. Tucker uh, rooting the show, or no, actually enhancing the show. Why would I say something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't so know. Yeah, he gave five dollars. Uh, what did he say? I, I can't, it's not on my screen for some you reason. You can't see that. No, it's like off of it. So what is? What oh, does Tucker just says, to say? Welcome back, Bridget. <laughs> you just we're chopped liver read next that. to you, Bridget, in Tucker's world. <laughs> Gosh, we have other people in our comments as well. Okay. Kuda, Jam, Teddy, five zero seven, Patriot, MN, North, MN, Dave's right, J, Car J H, Carnahan. And I think that's everyone. Uh, by the way, I hope the chair and the tables still put together, and there's not sticky buffalo saucer. Oh yeah, on I that. forgot too. She was last here. One in there. Mm -hmm. That was entertaining, though. I think he should join more often. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a little less drinking. Running the dials as always is Mr. Deep State himself, Dawson. Hi, everybody. Gonna play the uh, devil's advocate today on our uh, topics, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. There's some, there's some stuff in here that I have actual opinions about, which is crazy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Let's get right into it. So we're not just talking about an arrest of a journalist, okay? That happens. That happens in America. We get it. This is at, like, the highest level. This is a journalist trying to talk to uh, Canada's essential vice president. We call They call him a deputy uh, prime minister because mm -hmm. they're Canada and they're they do everything weird, right? Um, except for gravy with French fries. That actually makes a lot of sense in my book. Oh, but I, I'm anti-poutine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's <laughs> disgusting. You okay. know, why ruin French fries and make them soggy and, yeah, anti anti that. Yeah, yeah but it goes really well, just like like mashed potatoes and gravy. Have you ever put chili on fries? Yeah, not for me. Yeah, I don't what know. about chili on fries? Or I'm, ice cream. I'm not a bean guy. You Wait, know? what did you just say? Ice cream with fries is actually really good. It's sweet and salty. It's so good. Uh, I, really? I'm more with that one. Yeah, yeah it's you, a thing. like at Wendy's, you dip a frosty. Yeah. You know, yeah. What? That's, you that dip happens. fries in a frosty, and you have problems with gravy and fries? Wow. Yeah, I'm not not a gravy guy, not a bean guy. I think I have a lot of opinions on today's show. <laughs> and Tucker's on to me. Damn it, he's on to me. Yeah. Poutine puppet. All right, anyhow, Canada. Um, this is their vice president, essentially. Uh, what the hell's her name again? Like we really care. So basically, you got blackface, who's the president, Justin Trudeau, the son of uh, um, Fidel Castro, right? <laughs> yeah, they're right. 
pretty much. <laughs> you know, it might be. I don't know, but it, it could be. Uh-huh. You know, he looks it looks a lot like looks him. Looks a and lot it, like you him. You know, and they say his mom was a slut. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they say. That's what they say. It's a that's a Trump move right there. A lot of people say, not me, but a lot of people say, mm-hmm. Christia Freeland. That's how C H R Y S T I A. Is that Christia or Christia? I don't know. I don't care. Just another crony politician, obviously from the left flank of Canadian politics, basically becoming a communist country over there. It's insane. Um, so this is a um, independent journalist. Now, we are familiar with Rebel News because Rebel News has done some good reporting um, in Davos, right, against uh, the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the first times they were on my radar. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it was uh, Rebel News who had asked uh, the Pfizer CEO about uh, his kids not getting it and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So Rebel News, is, and same thing with uh, uh, who's the autistic uh, <laughs> climate change girl. Greta Thunberg, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they confronted her on some stuff, too. So Rebel News is pretty awesome. Ezra Levant, the uh, journalist doing journalism, okay? That's what we're going to do. We're going to break down this video for you if you haven't seen it. You also can go look at Action for Liberty on Twitter to get this uh, this uh, video yourself. So let's go ahead and play this. Hey, pause it. Pause it real quick. Dawson, the volume's really loud. Is there a way you can switch... Um, our window on here and move it to the left side on the screen because um, I think we're going to need to show people the right side. It's going to interfere with um, um, the blocking. There we go. Just like that. What a pro. It's a hang. It's a hang. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Turn the volume down on our uh, headsets here. Hey, by the way, if any of you guys out there want to be part of our production crew, we could use an audio guy. Dawson's like a monkey doing a gazillion things. And the audio is the one thing that we could use some that's, help with. That's the best way I could describe me. Yeah. yeah he's a monkey. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Let's try it. Th- th- thank God you're not black. I would probably get canceled like uh, Roseanne, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's start it back over. So this is uh, in the black dress as the deputy prime minister of Canada. Ms. Freeland, how come the IRDC is not a terrorist group? Why is your government supporting Islamo Can you give? I'm not. Why 
Welcome to Blackfaces Canada. This is what they do to journalists. I was merely scrumming Minister Freeland and a RCMP officer blocked me and evidently this is now a trumped up charge of assault folks. I didn't come here to cause any trouble. I came here to do my job and now I'm handcuffed. This, this is your Canada now folks. You know, this is the Gestapo taking blackface's orders. Outrageous. And meanwhile, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is not a terrorist organization. Is not a terrorist organization. And these liberals have the audacity to show up at a vigil for, uh, for a plane in which almost 200 people were killed, 57 Canadians, one unborn child, by the way. And look at this. They don't want, it is against the law in Blackfaces Canada to ask insensitive questions, impolite questions. So, a, gov a Canadian government that props up an Islamo-fascist regime, that's okay. But if you ask questions about that, uh, that's not okay. This is an absolute outrage. I didn't come here to cause trouble, folks. I just came here to ask questions. You're going to have to back up a little bit, okay? They're conducting an investigation. That's my cameraman, so he's not doing anything. No, I just want to provide some space so that everybody's safe here, okay? Okay, so... We, we've shown you an arrest of a, uh, what was he, 19 years old uh, kid in Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically talking about the Bible. Um, we showed Gabe, um, I can't think Wrench. of Gabe, Gabe Wrench. Mm -hmm. That was Idaho, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So him being arrested during COVID protocols. And those are all alarming. But here, this is the second in command. This is basically Canada's vice president. And you have cops pull this game on someone asking legitimate questions. Now, Dawson, in a pre-show, you were kind of firing back. You are kind of taking a different side on this. Explain yourself and tell me where we're wrong on this. So my main point that I was making was not that the police were in the wrong. I think it's ridiculous to arrest somebody over this. This, um, here, let me pull it up. This guy here, the bald dude, was absolutely trying to get something out of this guy whether or not it was shoving him and then oh and you agree he was yeah, setting him he up got, right? he got in his way and then said that he was assaulted you know yeah <laughs> it's I, the I, most bs thing in the world when you said set up initially i was like wait so every like this whole thing is orchestrated i i was more so say like this guy does not like this guy at all and just wants to an excuse to arrest him or whatever mm -hmm. yeah but my, my point is setting up and we can go back and show this video he is uh coming along uh and there's this pole and he's yeah he positions himself right by the pole so that there's nothing but a chance to run into him yeah it's like it's like basically doing yeah, a where block. is he supposed to go yeah, right? he like almost like bumps him on purpose yeah yeah like actually it'd be really interesting to zoom in and Looks see like if it. he advances who, who makes contact first right 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 i mean not that this really matters because it's a ridiculous claim that this is an assault. Yeah. Uh, scroll to, back to, a little bit there, Dawson, real quick. To arrest him for that is stupid. But I do think that the this style of reporting... Yeah, guerrilla journalism. Ha, yeah, guerrilla journalism has its risks. And I think that this is one of those things where it's like, I don't think you should be arrested for it. But if you're going to be in the face of somebody at like shoving a microphone up there and then... 
Again, I think this guy's ridiculous for yeah, what he's doing. You know, but but I it's one of those things, like, point, if you look though. at uh, the U.S. Capitol, for example, if you go outside of the U.S. Capitol building, there's almost always reporters, especially if a representative or a senator is deep in the news where uh, they just made some big news, they're going to be surrounded all the way until they get to their car. This is not, like, a an uncommon thing. There, there's all kinds of reporters and journalists who are going to go up to public officials, ask them questions, uh, and, you know, the, the, the public officials don't have... Uh, you know, they have the right to keep on walking and not answer any questions, but they don't have a right to have, uh, you know, the, the journalist arrested uh, simply yeah. for asking them those questions. And uh, I can get what Dawson's saying, that it's not maybe the preferable way of journalism. What's the preferable way? A sit-down interview where uh, it's a mutual, uh, you know, where both people are willing to sit down and talk. And they're not going to do that. But though. Exactly. That's why, that's why that would never happen in this kind of situation. Do we expect that she would ever sit down with no. Rebel News? No way. So the only way that he can get answers is if he uh, pulls stunts like this. Well, does journalism like this ever end up like coming out with something good? Is yes. This, yes. Sometimes, sometimes you information. Yeah, information exposure. Well, inform- well, information of what? Like this lady's not going to. Is she just. Is this a way to to stress someone into saying something that they shouldn't well, have? Well, it's putting them on gotcha. the record, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, also, is it one of those things that you're going to catch someone off guard by trying to get an answer from them on the street? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the tactic. But, um, you know, it's one of those things, like I'm saying, he won't be able to ask the question to her in any other capacity. Uh, so, Well, hold on, hold on. This is the problem, Dawson, okay? They, the politicians, the political class, want to play this game. They want you playing the game. If there's anything for you guys to learn about Action for Liberty, we're going to teach you how the game is played and how not to play the game they want you to play, right? Like, for instance, one of the big techniques of a politician, anytime you confront a politician, they're going to go, listen, you and I need to sit down and talk about this, okay? Let's schedule a meeting. You know why they do that? Because you're causing pain to them in front of people, and they want to get you segregated, so that you can have a one-on-one conversation. And if they can't speak reason to you and, and get you on their side, the damage is one-on-one. It's just one person. So they literally will say, let's go have a meeting. And people get duped by this all the time. Like, oh, I just got a meeting with a senator. I'm really mad, but I got a meeting with a senator. And the meeting might not go well, but what's the damage? One person. But when you do this in front of people and you do it on camera, you're now outside of their game, right? So that's mm-hmm. what this is why it's so important. So the only way that if you play their game, what they're going to do, I mean, they're never going to grant Rebel News a one-on-one sit-down. So the only game they possibly have is be part of a press conference where they get called on. And guess who's not going to get called on in that press conference? (laughs) And anytime the questions get heated, they have an emergency fundraiser to attend. So they'll be out of there. So Mm -hmm. you can't. So that's the thing is, why does this kind of journalism happen? Because it's outside of the game the political class wants you and to play. And most politicians, they won't answer questions unless they're being forced to ask, you right. know, unless they're being forced to answer it. It's only in that situation because otherwise, you know, they'll, they'll stay silent. They'll uh, beat around the bush. Like you said, during those press conferences, almost all of the press uh, people are, are designed to be there by the, uh, you know, by the press corps. So the press corps is, is all the mainstream media who is going to continue to lie. It's all predetermined questions. Even in the U.S., you know, it's like, who do we have in the White House press corps fighting for us? Peter Ducey? I mean, that's it? You know, the Fox right. News guy, that's pretty much it. And, you know, Peter Ducey isn't even that great. He occasionally asks a couple of tough questions, but even Peter Ducey can't fully be trusted. So it shows how pathetic uh, the state of our press is. And 
Uh, that's why I like organizations like Rebel News. They're not going to do everything right. They're not going to do everything perfectly. They're not even going to ask the questions that I necessarily care about all the time. But they're an outsider group who thinks for themselves, who are willing to uh, take the shots, and for him to be willing to get arrested like he did, it shows that he truly cares about freedom and that he's uh, trying to do the right thing. You know, I was just thinking there was another guy in the White House press corps, and it's that African Yeah, right. Yeah, right? I was thinking about him, too. <laughs> I couldn't our, think of his not name. Not our country. So you're right. Your point's mm -hmm. made. American press corps, no, but we have this African guy, and he gets shut down by yeah. Kareem James Jean-Pierre, whatever <laughs> hell her name is. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, go back to our Twitter account real quick. You can see uh, I posted a meme of her. What is her name? Corrine. Corrine Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. Go back to our main account. You can't unsee this once you see this. What uh, the hell? What are you doing to That's my so camera there? I have Jeez. never seen that happen before. Uh oh. Oh, who's in control uh -oh. now? <laughs> Scary. That, I do uh, scroll down that. there real quick, Dawson. Sorry, guys. T. Wall for Life says Ducey is required to submit questions in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another trick that they play, right? Keep going down one more. There you go. Good, good luck getting that out of your head. You got to move our, my window back over on the right side. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an old bit off of uh, the show In Living Color. That's like um, early 90s. Mm -hmm. It's really good. North really MN says, speaking of guests, can you guys get Royce White on the show? Want to see if he's legit. Yeah, you know, I did think about that actually the other day. Do you want to reach out to yeah, Royce? Yeah, we, we could Royce? see if he's uh, willing. Yeah, that'd be interesting because, yeah, he's uh, he's taking the fight to Klobuchar, so I'd be happy to talk with him. He's getting ignored by the Mina. They act like yeah. there's no candidate against Sammy Klobuchar. You, whatever you want to think about Royce White, he has announced that he's running. He is filed, right? He's filed mm -hmm. with the FEC, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's filed with FEC, so he is a candidate. Mm -hmm. You know, like legitimately, um, the guy did play in the NBA. He was a cyclone. That's what I like him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember watching him play. Uh, God, the cyclones used to have some pretty good teams in the uh, the tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So anyhow, what I don't understand from your point, Dawson, yep. you say there's risk involved with that kind of journalism. Well, but what's your point there? I don't, I don't understand. The, you, the whole argument we're making is how wrong it is for them to arrest a guy and let's just be honest they're and setting him up now i don't know if that was a yep and that's not i'm not arguing that at all so what is your point though that's maybe that that guy placed himself in a situation where he could potentially well, be arrested. yeah it, that's the risk right yeah. where it's like this will probably go to court i don't i don't know how the hell canada works but he I said assume, he's suing yeah i then you sue them you're not you you get paid back and then it's like there you go Cops did the yes, job wrong that years day. later, and uh, maybe you don't win. Right, and that's a risk that you're willing to take being a journalist like this. So if he's well, going see, out there... I, okay, so Dawson, this is what I don't understand. This is why we call you deep state. Yeah, it shouldn't be a risk. What is your point? There is This is not a risk that you're supposed yep, to have. Right. My point is that him looking at the camera going, this is, this is your Canada. This is what's happening. It's like if somebody else bumped into a cop, that could probably happen to that person too. Just be, like if someone else was walking up to so, if, say he wasn't a reporter and he was like instead like getting up in her face like how dare you do but that's this not, that's not at all that would be like harassment that's not what we're talking is about is this not here. harassment no journalism? he's a journalist that is a journalist's so, job uh, that's what i don't like the difference between harassment and journalism is why are you protecting public officials i don't understand is whether or not there's a yeah, mic it, in between it, them. it's not harassment because it's her job to answer these questions to the press you know she you know a, a public official isn't obligated necessarily to answer every single question right. thrown at them from the media but she is obligated to answer questions from the press so you know he has a he has a 
But she I, didn't want to answer questions right then. What's that? She that wasn't a time to answer to ask questions. Who says who? Like who gets to decide that? I don't know. Her schedule. But well, see, it, then was, you're it wasn't playing, a press conference. But then you're playing but. right in their game. Is oh we determine when we can answer questions. That's not how the game's supposed to work in a free society. I think that it comes down to you and me having different opinions on how public officials should be treated. I th- obviously you don't think that they shouldn't have human rights or whatever but i don't think oh, i that, never said that i don't think well i don't think that their every waking second as a public official should be you're on the clock yeah, you're but doing she was coming right from now. a public event you know it's, right, it's not like ending. she was just like you know going out getting a sandwich and you know heading back to her home or something well like, who says she's not her, the event ended so she's in the public so she can get harassed by journalists no a journalist has the right to ask a question now a journalist can cross the she can ask the journalist to leave and then he can uh and 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 leave her alone now that's gonna look bad for her because then it looks like she's not being transparent but then of course if he continues on it would go in that realm of harassment but and she's she just not answering screening order and all kinds of things right. like there's legal legal options if he was truly harassing her but you know asking a question is not well harassment. She, she's not gonna file a, 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 a restraining order in the five seconds that he's up there asking her questions yeah but if there's police officers that she can alert them hey i'm asking him to leave he's not he's not leaving me alone this is harassment right yeah, yeah. it's just now, doing it, things it's the right gonna way. have a public look on her that right. she's avoiding questions but she has, I think, a right to say that's that. That's why. That's when I think that the cop that came in, the bald guy, that's where he just took over and said, "I'm doing my thing now." Like, right? If, which if is things problematic. That that law enforcement is is literally arresting a journalist. I mean, granted, now Canada doesn't have the First Amendment protections we have in our country, but we still see this happening, and it's just so scary to see this happen right up north. You know, I mean, granted, there's like five people in Canada, so maybe mm-hmm. it's not the biggest deal in the world, but you know. It could come south of the border. Sorry, 500,000 people? How many people are in Canada? It's like 30 million. What is it? 40 oh, million? Something I don't like know. That. I don't yeah. know. More moose. Yeah. Tucker says public sidewalk, public official, First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Right. What, which one's the First Amendment? But th- yeah, Great that's speech. the problem. We're, we're talking Canada. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if uh, the First Amendment it would be interesting press. to know. Yeah. Oh, press. Is oh, okay. press. Um, There's five fundamental rights that are guaranteed in the First Amendment. Brad Ganser says the journalist has every right to approach a public official in public to ask questions. And Razzle Dazzle says, correct to odd one who said public officials have a duty to the people to answer for their actions or policies. I'm curious. They work for us. I'm curious how this will play out in Canada specifically because I know that they don't have the Constitution, but yeah, I'm like looking at what Can- I'm looking what Canada has here. Uh, I mean, they generally says, have liberal, quote, per- views, liberal views in the terms of pro liberty in terms right. of. Uh, uh, f- freedom of press, but yeah. I don't know. So I'm looking at. I'm not sure what this is. Section like two B. That, that thing sure as shit was an assault. Nobody was assaulting anybody except for the police. Yeah. Well, that's the, the point. Guy. It was a setup. Right. So well, let's be honest. Uh, the setup is to stop him from asking questions. To d- stop being a journalist at that point. He's not saying you're arrested because you're a journalist. He's making up a bullshit excuse to arrest a journalist doing his job. Okay. Here we go. The, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, Provision Two. Everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including the freedom of the press and other media communication. So yeah, the charter they, they've was, got uh, the freedom of press in Canada. Wasn't that like an '80s era or 1970s era thing that came about in Canada? So it is relatively new. Hmm. But yeah, they do. I forgot all about the charter. Um, there, that's the extent of my knowledge of Canada. 
Yeah, I don't know I much can't. about I this. I actually like Canada a lot. I mean, I, I feel so bad what's happening up there. Mm-hmm. A lot of good Canadian people outside of Toronto, right? Oh, yeah. In Quebec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a visit there someday. I've never been. Um. All right. I just don't know where you're going with that, Dawson, to just be honest with you. You're like, there's risks to be taken, and he's kind of wrong, but I'm well, not going to say he's wrong. The, there, the, there are risks to be taken as a journalist that – I mean, that's just what journalism is. Yeah, no, but you don't say that as if, okay, so we can excuse this behavior. It's so wrong what they're doing, and that's what worries I mean, me. My my ultimate point is that the whole entire situation did not need to get to that get to that point where someone was getting arrested, and there's things that both sides could have done to have quelled that. Oh, well, so what what was he supposed to do that was different? That's what I'm curious. Like, don't get don't get in her face as much. Walk next to her, but you don't have to. Obviously, because, are you saying the proximity the of the microphone to her face? Is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Let's go back and watch this video here. Oh gosh. You don't need volume. I, I don't know it. if that was anything that was out of the ordinary. Yeah. When you're a public official, you will get microphones stuck in your face. That is understood. That's a. What are yeah, you talking about? <laughs> that's a legitimate distance. Yeah, that is. No, he gets assaulted by the cop or whoever the hell. Right. Is, this right. It is. This I don't think is fair. I don't think that that's good. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's that it's couth to do this kind of thing. I think it's completely okay what he's you doing. You also don't like public officials, though. Correct. Yes. I. But that's it. We I should be leery of public officials, Dawson. I'm. I'm indifferent to public officials. I think that you should. You think they're, be allowed you think to they're have angels doing happening. the work of, you know. That's not what I said. Work. That's a straw man. I mean, I'm just asking, like. I generally think that these people, uh, well, it's the old adage that power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? So people in powerful positions need to be open, transparent, and the only way to do that is to have a free press. So because the, now she, I mean, let's be honest, she's probably bad. I don't know enough. I didn't even know who the hell she was. No, I don't know. I don't know. I had a deputy prime minister. I'm just kidding. You that, but. I didn't know who she was. I assumed it wasn't even good because no one would be good under Trudeau. But, you know, you have a right to interview that person because that person could end up using the power for bad means. And I know Trudeau gets the blame, but I last I checked, there wasn't a deputy prime minister of Canada talking about the illegal war that Trudeau had on the truckers. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, you have a right to interview someone, but that same person should have the right to say... I'm not doing an interview right now. Yeah, Shame. Teddy we said agree. she's a Satanist. <laughs> a Satanist? Is that for real? Oh, oh, I don't know. J.M. Teddy no. says that? Who said that? J.M. Teddy in the comments. But yeah, no, Dawson, I agree. She she has the right to refuse an interview, but that doesn't mean that she has the right to, you know, get him arrested, which, you know, obviously she was the cop. She wasn't getting him arrested. No, that was the, the, the cop, cop did that. Well, we you don't know, know that. I mean, well, no, I mean, a good. that's the scary thing. That's kind of what I want to highlight. It could have actually been the case. Well, now you're, but so now it's, it was all, a setup to I have no proof. I have no proof. In. It was clear he was setting up. Now he might have just taken yeah. the action in his own hands, right? right. Yeah. 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 And it, it sounds like they have some history together. It sounds like the journalist and this cop have run into each other, like he said in the video, three you assaulted me three years ago. So yeah, obviously there's a little bit of history own. there. So uh obviously that cop recognized him and said, uh uh-uh, uh, we're not letting this uh happen again. So let's go to the let's go to the comment section here. Brad says Dawson's naive, the cops had every intention of arresting him. And Razzle Dazzle says that's why he's Deep State Dawson. <laughs> that's right. And see, this is so pr- – so the reason we call him Deep State Dawson is he – when we were in Vegas uh, looking at studio equipment, 
he's like, you know, I I wanted to join the CIA when I was younger. And we go, that's always what the people that join the CIA and don't tell people they join the CIA say, right? So that's what we assume is he's working for the mothership. And that's why he's defending the public officials, right? That's your that's your job, isn't it, Dawson? If, that's if I was really de- the- if I was defending the mothership, I wouldn't be renting a room out of a friend's house for four hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I know, but you got to give up appearances. You got <laughs> if you had this unexplained wealth like Jeffrey Epstein, we would be like, wait a second, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I I almost said I wish I had wealth like Jeffrey Epstein, but I don't. So I'm happy with not that. Yeah, <laughs> you're happy with nothing. Yeah, yeah. In theory, obviously, <laughs> like it's you know, should public officials be treated horribly? In theory, no. But we're in a spot where almost every single public official isn't working on behalf of the public. Uh, they they work for their own interests, not for the people. Uh, so I'm always happy to see anybody get called out on that but kind of stuff. But even if even if they are working, their angels and stuff like that, we have to be realistic about about how people can fall prey to sin, can fall prey to corruption. Go ahead. Yeah, if you they don't have, have a free $5 press. Rebel rant from Brad. He says, oh, Dawson God. won't talk about Fight Club either. That's a great point. By, you know, uh, I, I have Ganser. actually, I have never seen that movie before. It's, sure. Sounds sure right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I haven't. <laughs> I know that Matt Damon, I think, is in it. Nope. See? Oh, oh I thought Matt Damon was in it. See, I've never seen the movie. I know it's uh, Brad Pitt. Edward Norton. Is it Brad Pitt? Okay. Oh, sure. See? He's a good actor. That's mm-hmm. you got to give it to Dawson. Good acting there, Dawson. Very good. I'm a good devil's actor. He's also going to go against us when we talk about uh, Epstein's Island. You can't wait to hear his hot take on that. <laughs> That's <laughs> way out of context. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we had a lively uh, pre-show. <laughs> You wouldn't uh, believe the opinions Dawson has about Epstein's island. <laughs> he says it's great. We'll just dangle <laughs> yeah. that out there. If we can't get it to on the show, just go with what I said. Dawson <laughs> doesn't agree with us on Epstein's island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So there was an interesting debate. I really don't want to move on, but I think I should. Should I should I move on? I really I want to beat time. that point to death, but we'll talk we'll We'll discuss this again in the future, and yeah. I will continue to dominate you like Alex Jones dominated the uh, oh destiny. destiny Dude, I think <laughs> I've heard him. I'm not all the way through the debate. I've watched him say that four times now, and it's, it's just hila- like... It's hilarious. Like <laughs> Repetition, repetition. I think Alex Jones is a damn entertaining guy, all right? Um, I think he talks to some senior-level government officials who probably are patriotic and leak information to him, and that's how he's able mm-hmm. to... Find stuff like the war in Russia or in Ukraine had everyone else knowing and Bin Laden was going to fly planes into buildings because, you know, the guy's had some really crazy predictions that he's gotten right. And there's really no good explanation for it, in my opinion. But the dude's like, he's kind of a child. Like when you watch him debate, it's like, gosh, you're not really helping yourself here. It's so weird. But damn entertaining. The adult (laughs) in the room was Glenn Greenwald. I want to bring some of the comments he had to say. So this was uh, hosted by... Zero hedge. By the way, if we get big enough, maybe we'll fill this void too, right? Zero hedge is doing something really interesting. They're using Twitter X, which is not the best platform, but Elon Musk will probably get it right in a year or two. Um, It's just kind of hard because it was like three or four hours. So I'm going to watch this thing over time. You know, I I got things going on. And uh, so I got to pause it, come back to it later. And there's not a good way in X, you know, where in YouTube, it'll remember your spot. So mm-hmm. anyhow, they, they're, they're hosting debates that are basically you're not getting from the corporate media. OK, 
First debate they hosted. I think this is the first one. I think they've only done two. They did one on Israel, uh, the Israel-Hamas war. Mm-hmm. And they had um, Laura Loomer being the pro-Israel standpoint and um, Dave Smith. Dave Smith as the common sense. I'll put the common sense standpoint, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not like one, a pro-Hamas person. Maybe that would have been fun and spicy to add that to the yeah. debate. Uh, Dave Smith did a fantastic job on that. Then this debate, which we seem to not be able to have in the corporate media, was January 6th, an insurrection. So they have three lefties, two which are twin brothers. They're weirdos. Krasensteins. I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, I don't know. And Destiny. And you (laughs) know who Destiny is because he's a gamer, right? Uh, Yeah, I watch his political stuff too, though. Yeah, no wonder why you take the opposite standpoint of us. I also watch (laughs) Steven Crowder's stuff. Yeah, okay. And Ben Shapiro. (laughs) This guy is just so smug. I couldn't stand listening to the guy, but it is what it is. They had a lefty on there. So on the... Red team, so to speak, they've got Alex Jones, who kind of, eh, <laughs> it was kind of interesting to watch. I didn't say he did a great job. A guy I didn't know, uh, Daryl Beatty, Betty, Daryl Betty, very yeah. smart, intelligent guy. Didn't speak, he probably spoke the least of everyone that was there. Yeah. And then coming in via Zoom was um, Glenn Greenwald, the famous um, journalist who actually comes from the left, the old left. The famous journalist who broke the Edward Snowden story. Glenn Greenwald has just got it. I am so glad we have people like that out there telling truthful stories and doing investigative journalism because it's like a dying breed. So anyhow, there are some comments here by Glenn Greenwald who, once again, not some far righty. Glenn Greenwald, not a far righty, right? But uh, definitely like open-minded and pursuing the truth and investigative journalist. So I want to share. Let's go to the first one where he's talking about the actual question for this debate, sorry, we got to share Destiny's feed because it's only on Twitter. And the only place it is on YouTube was on Destiny's uh, channel. Sucks that we have to give him views, but it is what it is. So this is uh, Glenn Greenwald talking about how January 6th was not an insurrection. Destiny and what Ed are saying are very important. Uh, first of all, I was going to say that I think one of the problems with how these things are debated is that a lot of people these days have very binary prisms for understanding things. A lot of it comes from YouTube debate where you have to declare yourself on one side or the other. So Destiny said, oh, everybody either hates this insurrection, thinks it's an insurrection, or they deny it happens, or they think it's good. And there's so much middle ground. Namely that for me, this was a political protest that spilled over into a riot where a small minority of the people engaged in violence. I don't think we want to urge that to happen. We don't want to defend that. I consider that lamentable. But the fact that it's laughable to call this an insurrection is actually demonstrated by the examples that they're using. This was a three-hour riot that was extremely easily subdued. It doesn't remotely compare to any prior insurrections, let alone to the Civil War. The only people who were killed on January 6th were four people, all four of whom were Trump supporters, two of whom dropped out of a heart attack and one from a speed overdose because these were not exactly a well-trained militia. And when Jack Smith went to charge Donald Trump with multiple crimes, he had a lot of options to charge him with, and he charged him with a lot of crimes, including very dubious ones. He did not charge him with inciting an insurrection for reasons that I think we ought to ask ourselves why. But the, the fact that this is such a minor event in history is demonstrated by the fact that the media, who needed this to be a major event, immediately started lying about what happened, saying that Brian Sicknick 
was murdered when he had his head bashed in through a fight with a fire extinguisher, only for to learn that actually he called his mother that night. He was fine. He died the next day of what the coroner said were natural causes because the media knew that if you can't say that even one person supposedly perpetrating the insurrection killed anybody, pulled out a gun, let alone discharged the weapon, all of which is true, it's a joke to call this an insurrection. At best, it's a riot. And that's the reason why Trump hasn't been charged with an insurrection. The only time he ever commented on January 6th about whether he thought there should be violence or not was when he said the following. He said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. He urged them to be peaceful in how they went there. To the extent there was violence, I think you can make the argument that the FBI informants that even the New York Times admits were there were the ones that urged it. But even if the people who were there were the ones responsible, at best this is a riot. You could so easily make the case that the 2020 riots were as a far greater insurrectionary threat than anything that happened on January 6th. Okay, let's perfectly. That is like, yes, right? That is the most clear thinking, rational viewpoint you could possibly have on that day. I mean, am I wrong on that, Dawson? Maybe you're taking the uh, state's viewpoint on that one, too. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Very rational, nuanced, and everything in the sense that you have to condemn the people that caused violence that day. You know, and just like any riot, that's the problem with the riot, is there's violence that spews out of it. You mm-hmm. want peaceful protests, right? And so there was definitely people that took things in their own hands, and a lot of those people deserve to be prosecuted. And those people are like, what, 30 to 70 people that actually committed violence that day? It was not a lot of people, right? It's a very few amount of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people, whether thousands of people being prosecuted are for nonviolent crimes. There was no firearms discharged. I don't even think even brandished other than Capitol Police who literally shot and killed someone. So there was no firearms now, one of these lefties made the argument, but they there was like 30-some people that had weapons. They had weapons, right? Well, let's be honest. They don't want any of us having weapons, you know, really deep down inside. But there was no use of a weapon, from what I understand, other than using, like, the gate as a weapon, and those people should be prosecuted. But if this mm-hmm. was an insurrection, where the hell are the firearms and the teams moving forward to stop this proceeding from happening? Instead, you get a guy with a crazy buffalo skull that goes to the house floor and kind of walks around and jokes around like oh i can't believe we made it here you know i can't believe i'm here mm-hmm. yeah there, there were only two coordinated things one was trump saying be peaceful march to the capitol make your voices heard and two was by the feds you know the the ray apps of the world the agent provocateurs who were telling people to get riled up to enter inside the capitol building to break the windows down so that's what the uh you know the feds were out there trying to push people to do while trump what was he saying stay calm stay peaceful march to the capitol uh so you know the, but, but he the, said fight like hell jesse <laughs> yeah what about fight like hell don't I you know. understand they've got to try to twist his words because his <laughs> words alone don't mean any uh, you know his words alone don't mean to uh, storm the Capitol building. He was never encouraging people to do that. It was the perfect uh, speech. Perfect <laughs> call, perfect it was, speech. It was a very normal speech, you know. <laughs> he basically was telling people what we had already known the entire time. The election was stolen. Go out there, make your voice heard, and don't be violent because that's not who we are. We're not the left. We're not Antifa. We're not BLM. Uh, and the majority of conservatives and the majority of patriots that were there followed through on that lesson. It's only a small number of people who got a little crazy, who got a little rowdy, and it was because of the feds we're pushing them to do so. And I'm going to get into that in just a second because uh, this Daryl Betty does a really good job explaining 
who Ray Epps was. Mm-hmm. But here's the point, and I think Glenn made this or someone else made it. Once again, the left is so – they've lost their freaking minds. They've lost their minds on a lot of things, but here's the deal. They keep talking about, yes, but look, he's clearly guilty of an insurrection because he tried to overturn the results of the um, election – and the only recourse you have is Supreme Court, and they cite like 2000, you know, which mm-hmm. went to the Supreme Court. Yeah, but, he wasn't But a legal recourse is also the counting of the Electoral College, right? Mm-hmm. That is, Congress is a legal recourse. There is a legal process to electing the president, and that was happening in Congress. So if you think the election was stolen, Donald Trump believes the election was stolen. Actually, you know what? The left's lost their mind. They actually think Donald Trump didn't believe it and was lying mm-hmm. to people. That's yeah. how crazy and nutty these people are. Yeah. That's their defense. In fact, that's actually the defense by uh, I can't even remember the prosecutor now in in Fulton Jack County. Smith or uh, Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis, because mm-hmm. it's like hard to keep track of all these people going after him. Yeah. So that's their defense. Is Trump actually knew that the election wasn't stolen? He was lying mm-hmm. to people. He believed the election was stolen. Let's just be honest about that. Yeah. And so there are legal recourses in the Supreme Court. It's not the only legal recourse. There's a count. Now, what should have happened there? That's a different question, you know, but he had a legal recourse. So there's no guns. They're not overtaking it. And later on, Glenn Greenwald makes a great point because they start saying this was a coup. It's like, what coup? Yeah. There, there was no firearms. The, the, the military was not activated to mm-hmm. overthrow the incoming government. And do you know what happened on January 20th? Trump, he didn't want to attend the inauguration. Can't blame the guy if you think election was stolen, by the way. Yeah. He left peacefully, went back to, I think he went to Mar-a-Lago that day. Mm-hmm. What know, are they talking it, about, insurrection? It, he so peacefully funny. left office. They, they, they say, you know, we can't let Trump get back in there. He's never going to leave the White House. He left before when he thought the election was rigged against him. So if he's willing to leave under those situations, he's, of course, going to leave at the end of his second term. Right. Uh, so they're saying this kind of stuff because they want to make a make Trump out to be something that he's not. They want to pretend like he's a dictator, even though we all experienced four years under him. We un- we all knew exactly what he was, and uh, he's not a dictator. Uh, so th- it shows how desperate they are. That's all they have. You know, That's the only way that they can beat him because Joe Biden's got dementia. The only way that they can win is if they uh, convince the American people, if, if the American people are dumb enough to believe it, that uh, Trump was trying to steal the election and that January 6th was an insurrection, except for the fact that Trump never was trying to steal an election. What was he doing? He was calling on these states to be investigated so that we could see if there was true voter fraud going on within there. If there was, then we'd be in a whole different situation. But these secretaries of state, the U.S. senators, the U.S. representatives, they didn't want a true investigation. They did not want to dig into it. They did not want to see if there was fraud in the uh, U.S. election. And that's why a lot of patriots still question if our elections are fair at all, because they wouldn't allow us to have a real investigation and uh, and uncover the truth. That's right. Okay, so who's Ray Epps? I see a lot of comments here about feds. Let's go to a couple comments here. Yeah, uh, MAGA Forever says Ray Epps sentenced, no jail time, one year probation, $500 That was fine. breaking. I think that's breaking news today, by the way. community service. Yeah, I think that's breaking news. I think that just came yeah. down today. Ray Epps is not actually going to jail. Just mm. one year probation. Dang. Um, Kid Wall for Life says Tim Kaine's kid did 100K damage to our Minnesota state capitol in December 2016 after Trump was certified. Funny how that wasn't an insurrection. What? Yeah, you know, that is a really good point. Who had that point? Kid Wall. Thank you, K-Wall. Um, Tim Kaine's son, did he go to jail for that? Senator Kane's son placed on probation in Minnesota. There you go. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, I forgot K. about that story. 
Yep. So that was the uh, former. Actually, is Tim Kaine still a senator? He's still a U.S. senator. And yeah, he was uh, Hillary Clinton's VP candidate and everything. You know, and he, he's running for re-election again this year. So he uh, pleaded guilty to charge of obstructing. This is according to News Radio Wina, W-I-N-A. Hmm. Um, Linwood Woody Kane. That's his name. Of Minneapolis was among eight people arrested in the St. Paul rally in March. He pleaded guilty to charge of obstructing legal process, received a 90 day sentence within with 86 days suspended. He served four days. Oh, he actually did serve four days in jail. Two other misdemeanor charges were dismissed December 11th. Yeah. Um, one, let's see here. A criminal complaint said Kane and others charged into block clothing during the rally and entered the Capitol. One person threw a smoke bomb. The complaint said Kane was among those who ran away and resist arrest and arrest, resisted arrest, too, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know how much, how much do you throw a book at that guy? I'm not certain. I mean, yeah, the point is very well made, but once again, you know, it'd be like us saying this guy was causing tons of damage. I think our government did just fine, by the way. Mm -hmm. All right, um, let's go to uh, Daryl Betty talking about who Ray Epps is because we brought it up on the show before. This, in my opinion, was one of the big reasons Tucker Carlson got fired. You know, I'm so glad I've said a lot of things on this show that end up coming true. And one of the things I kept saying was, I can't believe Tucker Carlson is still hired by Fox News. This is going to get him fired, mm -hmm. right? And eventually, then it just all abruptly ended on a Monday. Um, one of those things that he did was basically did a segment on who Ray Epps is. And then we talked, I think we went through the puff piece that CBS uh, 60 Minutes said. But yeah. who is Ray Epps? This guy is the, uh, uh, Daryl writes for the Revolver News, and they did the, I think the most in-depth piece on Ray Epps. Listen to this. This is really interesting. So no, uh, I mean, you guys want to hear the argument for federal involvement or yeah, not? Go for it. Yeah. Not really. Okay. I want to hear it. All right. Well, there's a lot of dimensions to it. We can start with. Well, just stop right there. The real quick. Okay. So that's uh, destiny. Just back up one. Just hit the back one there. You know, if you do the uh, air, arrow. I can't. Yeah, I know that. I can't do it on this computer. Oh, you can't? Okay. I want to show Destiny, this uh, scrummy dude. I just cannot stand that guy. Um, yeah, I, I just I, put a link in the show notes of uh, someone with him and Jesse Lee Peterson, if we get some time. Okay. This guy. <laughs> that that guy right there. I mean, that just looks like you're an obnoxious lefty. So he goes, do you guys really want to hear the involvement of the feds? And the two guys on the left, which weren't as – I mean, <laughs> I have some issues, but not as bad as this Destiny guy. Um, you know, they're like, yeah. This guy literally says no. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should be really curious if the feds are investigating. By the way, the other thing the left does on this show, it's like they didn't know their audience here. They go, well, what about the feds involvement in like the BLM rights? As if, ha, we got you. And hmm. it's like Alex Jones and gang are really interested in that story too. Yeah. Because they were, right? There mm -hmm. seems to be a lot of evidence that there are feds involved in the Minneapolis writing. And the question sure. is why? Right. My my um, belief is to cause instability in our um, society mm -hmm. when it and, comes and then also to get names, you know, to, maybe, maybe there's some good purpose to it to see, you know, who, who's causing the trouble here at these BLM riots. So what do you say? I, I've watched c quite a few destiny debates at this point, And one of the downfalls that he has on debating is that he mirrors the respect that he's getting really hard. Like he'll go and sit down. And if people are just like monotone the whole time, he'll do that. But him speaking up like this saying no i don't want to hear about that is right after alex jones next to him 
going crazy for i don't know a minute yeah, or something. I, I don't know to me I, I just get like david pacman type vibes from destiny where it's just like you think you know everything uh definitely. you think you're better than everyone and you're not definitely a little bit for sure okay but well, don't 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 worry because <laughs> um his wife that he had an open relationship with uh and him just got divorced wait a second okay years. so you said he's got an open relationship with his wife meaning like they he were did. swingers or not, not even swingers i guess they just you know shit like did the dirty with other they people did the dirty with others yeah well i mean that explains that means he's a cock right no yeah. well does that By mean he has to watch no yeah yeah he probably does like no yeah i mean as if i didn't already and this is like you know this because he was talking about it on the show or how do you know this uh, he's he's, yeah, he's a, talked about he's a before. twitch streamer he's super like his whole life is I, out there it's like my read i didn't even know this stuff my read on this guy was exactly confirmed right there like that's mm, the kind of guy he is yeah yeah all so, right well anyhow let's let's get back to the uh issue at hand who is ray epps i want to hear it all right well there's a lot of dimensions to it we can start with the ray epps issue Here's a guy, you saw that, that was only part of the clip. There's much longer clips about Ray Epps, but here's a guy who's the only guy caught on camera as early as January 5th, repeating, repeatedly calling for people to go into the Capitol and prefacing his seemingly rehearsed remarks in each case, saying, I'm probably going to go to jail for this. I'm probably going to get arrested for this. You need Wrong. to go into the Capitol. The next day, he flew across the whole country, presumably to go hear Trump's speech. He skipped Trump's speech. Instead, he was a veritable Where's Waldo? Everywhere in January 6th, directing people go into the Capitol. It's in that direction. That's where our problems are. Then, amazingly, he's prepositioned right at that initial decisive breach point on the west perimeter of the Capitol, and he's whispering into somebody's ear just seconds before the bike racks are broken through. He texts his nephew, I orchestrated it. On paper, think about it. He's like a 6'3", former Marine, who was wearing camo gear and a Trump hat, and he just happens to have had a leadership position in the Oath Keepers, the most demonized and heavily he prosecuted... To. He used to, right? He doesn't. He used he to. didn't anymore. The most demonized and heavily prosecuted militia group associated with January 6th. And the regime doesn't touch him. However, initially, his behavior was considered to be so egregious he was one of the first 20 people added to the FBI's most wanted list about January 6th. He was prominently featured in the New York Times' ominously titled Day of Rage. Of all the clips the New York Times could have found and chosen, they chose Ray Epps to represent their thesis that this was a pre-planned insurrection to storm the Capitol. And then, when the discussion of federal involvement came into be, one of our major pieces at Revolver News, literally the next day is when the FBI quietly removed him from their list. And all of a sudden, he went from FBI's most wanted and featured in the New York Times' Day of Rage to New York Times does a fully dedicated puff piece on him. 60 Minutes does a sympathy segment on him. He's the only January 6th participant that Adam Kinsinger, who's never met a Trump supporter, he doesn't want to see rotting in jail for 50 years, that Adam Kinsinger will defend more aggressively than Epps' own lawyers. And now, almost three years after, the government finally says, okay, we're going to hit you with a wrist slap misdemeanor, as though people are so simple-minded to think, well, 
if the argument is hasn't been indicted, therefore he's a Fed, if we indict him now, even if it's a misdemeanor, even three years after, no matter what the circumstances, this constitutes a refutation and totally wipes away the mountains of suspicious evidence surrounding the character of Ray Epps. So, that's just so, that's so, just the case of Epps. There are can, can much, many other things. Okay, all right. Sure. And we'll stop there. We got a. We, um, we have a rumble rant from Kill for Life. Twenty-four dollars down payment on a full year of content from A4L and twenty-four. Oh, I love it. Nice. Thank you very much. We got some big stories coming up here. Uh, I think. Tuesday show unless we do a Monday evening Iowa caucus returns I don't know we'll have to discuss as a team afterwards but uh, some big news coming and 24 for uh, two-thirds lot actually lots of lots of news can't talk about it yet okay um, Ray Epps why I think it's so important is because it seems to me that it's it's known at this point that FBI and other federal agencies had people on the ground here. Can do you think anyone's disputing that, Jesse? You're probably the most involved in this subject of all of us, at least on the. Yeah, I don't think there's any denial that there were, you know, federal agents who were on the, you know, at the Capitol who were pushing people to do stuff. I mean, there's no denying that at this point. Well, that's and, probably you know, what's interesting that's probably is contended uh, by some on the left that they're pushing them to do stuff, but they at least believe they were in the. Th there were some, right. right. And uh, yeah, what's interesting is, you know, the real patriots who were there, uh, like Alex Jones was telling people, do not go in the Capitol. This is a trap. Don't fall mm -hmm. for it. They want to make us look violent. You know, that's where uh, a lot of patriots should have been. That's how people should have been acting. I get some people make mistakes, but it doesn't help when you have people like Ray Epps, who were telling people to go inside to cause all these problems, and you know exactly like uh, was being said in that debate. There, it's like he, he gets a misdemeanor, and we're supposed to believe that that's fair, while you know innocent people are wrote and are rotting in jail because of this. I'm not falling for it. I think it's I think it's total BS. And by the way, we didn't. I mean, this is Saturday. This is when this debate happened. It happened the evening of January sixth. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to watch live. I was doing something that night. Uh, so they don't even know. This just came down today that uh, Ray Epps has only gotten a year of probation, so he's not going to spend a day in jail. Mm -hmm. What 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 did he do that was illegal? Well, again? he was telling people to go inside the Capitol. He was telling people, "We're going inside. We're heading inside the Capitol." He was riling people up. So you know, if anybody yeah. was causing an insurrection, it was Ray Epps. But there was Ray Epps was the one telling people to do it. But there was no insurrection. But there, yes, yes, but that, he's, the, he was the one their in, instructing their criminal activity. You uh, know? Let, me, let me expand on that. He he pled guilty in September to a misdemeanor charge, which was, oh, I thought I was going to say this is uh, APM watching. Um, he pled guilty to shit, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building. That's what he pled to. Disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds because he didn't enter the building. So they so I mean, <laughs> did you have you ever even heard of such a stupid like a uh, charge disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds? Sounds like the most vague thing you could charge someone with, which, yeah. by the way, they're charging a lot of people with vague stuff. All right. So that's what he pled to. And according this is according to AP. I'm just reading it. Um he received no jail time, and there were no restrictions placed on his travel during his probation, but he will have to serve 100 hours of community service. What does probation mean if you can travel anywhere? Mm -hmm. He appeared remotely by video conference. It wasn't in Washington, D.C. courtroom. Convenient. Convenient. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's Ray Epps what he gets. Okay, so the point I think Jesse's trying to make here, right? So 
we are led to believe this was an insurrection, a day that is uh, parallel with, as you heard early in the debate, if you watch it, 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Well, that was coming from Alex Jones. And no, no, that was coming from these bozos on the left. They, I don't think that any of them said that. Yeah, just watch it again. I mean, they're they're acknowledging the fact that this was a. They, I don't I don't think they eventually admitted it was as bad. They called it, but a they were putting on like a level close to those. They they were they were saying specifically, it, like in terms of people dying. No, in no 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 because they're struck. calling it an insurrection, right? So if this yeah. was an insurrection in the history of America, how many insurrections were there? And they basically think the Civil War was an insurrection. And I don't think they really believe any other insurrections have occurred. I can't remember. Well, they did. They, they had a debate about, about L.A., right? Yeah. Okay, the L.A. riots. So if this was such an awful day, and that's what the media tells us to believe. It's an awful day. We're embarrassed. Our country was almost overthrown. Da, 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 da. They even go on to argue it was a coup d'etat. That's their argument. If that's the case, then somebody who is seen and caught on camera urging people to go participate in the insurrection... They have more on Ray Epps than they have on Donald Trump. You know, their argument on Donald Trump is so ridiculous. It's so clearly a free speech issue. He thinks election stolen. Someone takes it in their own hands to go into the Capitol grounds to supposedly cause an insurrection and stop the government from voting uh, the way that, that they t- want to vote or the way that it's supposed to, or the official proceeding. We'll just say the official proceeding. That's, a, that's such a far stretch. Here's Ray Epps. He's not just saying he thinks election stolen. He's telling people to go in there, knowing it's restricted grounds. By the way, audience members go or people going, hey, that's a fed. You, there's a video going, fed, fed, mm-hmm. fed. This guy should be target number one by the left as one of the awful people who perpetrated this heinous attack. Yeah. There's a guy who wasn't even there on January 6th who got the long, longest sentence, 22 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Ray Epps, he gets probation. And I don't even know what probation means when you can travel. Like, he got nothing. He's got mm-hmm. a, he did, why are we saying probation? He got 100 hours of community service. That's what he got. And he had to pay like a $500 fine, which mm-hmm. I'm sure was from the CIA's drug trade. So, um, actually, I don't think he's working from the CIA. And they don't think he worked for the FBI. You know? Yeah, I don't worked know. Worked for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think, Dawson. I'm, I'm more confused about... Because I'm I I don't know the entire story, but if no insurrection happened, then he didn't get very much time because there was no insurrection. Oh, a hundred percent. I would agree that uh, <laughs> if you were just assuming Ray Epps was not a Fed trying to instigate something, I agree. Um, probably the crime fits the. The punishment fits the crime, I guess. Or that's not the word I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? Enough, yeah. Like he shouldn't get much, right? Okay. But instead, mm-hmm. he is but, a Fed. Yes. Well, no. No. What I'm saying is the left has made us believe, and this is the argument they're trying to make: is it's an insurrection. Yeah. So if there is a guy that should be thrown into prison, it should be Ray Epps because here's the guy literally caught in video pushing people. He's at the initial breach point. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me say. This guy is working for someone else. The left doesn't care because they yeah. kind of probably know the, as the well. Left, well, the left wing base, they have no idea. They, they don't guess. even, you know, most, most of them don't even take the time to research anything. Most of them, you know, they don't even know anything about January 6th. And then the media and the Democratic politicians, I think they don't even fully understand why they're defending Ray Epps. They just know that that's what they're supposed to do. 
you know, they don't fully get it, and they, they probably haven't dug into all of it all the way, no. but they just know that, you know, that's the line. For some reason, he's exempt, and they're not going to explain why. They're not going to explain how they got to that decision. It's just uh, the way that things are with them, and I don't understand it because you're right. If anybody deserved to be charged, it was Ray Epps. Do you think it was an insurrection, Dawson? I know you didn't get a chance to watch the whole debate. Uh, yeah, I'm like halfway through it. Um, it seemed like the main issue they were, that they were coming across with was that there's like several different things that an insurrection could mean. So it's like the library de- definition, like the definition in a book or the legal definition. I don't know anything about them. So I don't think I can really say one way or the nether- or another. Um, I don't think that the whole Let, entire thing was say, caused by Trump. L- let's just sure. what's it, oh, what would you just say? I definitely don't think that the whole entire thing was like orchestrated by Trump. Okay, so you don't think Trump's guilty of an insurrection? Because um, that was going to be my follow-up question. Let's say in the hands of a couple people there, they actually believe what they were doing was committing an insurrection. Did Donald? Well, we'll go to Brad Gans real quick. Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry, about that. Gosh, I, Brad, worst insurrection ever, $5. That, that is <laughs> yeah. the worst insurrection ever, right? Yeah. So let, let's just say a couple people there believed what they were doing was committing an insurrection. In the grand scheme of things, pretty ridiculous. Like Brad said, if that's what they were trying to do, very bad job of doing that, okay? Yeah. Um, the question is, did Donald Trump perpetrate it? Because this is the whole reason we're having this debate in the first place is Donald Trump is being removed from ballots currently in Maine, which is unilateral by Secretary of State in Colorado. Uh, now the Supreme Court's going to take this up because of the 14th Amendment saying an insurrectionist cannot run for the office of the presidency. Yeah, Actually, it says they'll office. try again in Minnesota. You know, they're, they're going to try again for the general. Yeah, they left it open. They, they left it open, right. right. You know, so for the primary, they're putting him on the ballot. But, you know, get ready for the general because they're pushing this again. Well, and the Supreme Court's going to probably weigh in and it won't matter then, right? But, mm-hmm. but hopefully. Yeah, so that's the reason we're having this debate. So my question to you, Dawson, is did Donald Trump orchestrate an insurrection? Or did he try? Did he make an attempt at creating an insurrection? I will have to I will have to study it more, but f- specifically from January 6th stuff, I don't think that Trump did anything. It, even if half of them went there thinking we're insurrectionists, I don't think that that can be Donald Trump causing the whole thing. There were a bunch of people there that were saying Trump told us to come and do this, but if I'm I'm a streamer, if I told or if I like said a joke and then people are like, "Oh, let's go do that." That'd be funny. That's not me actively causing this thing on purpose yeah um i think that it's up for i i'm I'm gonna have to agree with destiny i think which is it's up to the supreme court like i don't think that anybody any of us can have the right answer you know i think that's such a terrible idea that it's left up to the supreme court um i think it should be left up to the people to decide who they want to vote for especially when you're the leading presidential candidate to say nine judges Nine robe gangsters. Yeah, and I think decide. if it was a real insurrection, Trump wouldn't have a chance. Right. You, you know, right. If, if, it was, if it was yeah, like, like if it was a like violent like, uprising no. thing, like Trump wouldn't have a chance. He wouldn't mm-hmm. even have a chance in the primary, in the general, any of this. But the fact that it wasn't, and the fact that a lot of people see through it, see through the propaganda, is why he still uh, got a chance. If we do want to watch that short, I, I did put in uh, the document here, Dawson, on line seventeen. Just a quick little thing on Destiny to 
sure that he's a beta male, uh, but it, it's All just, right, we'll uh, go off topic here. Yeah. Let's go see how Destiny's a beta <laughs> I was male. Say, when it comes we didn't already know by what Dawson just revealed to us. Yeah. I was, was going to say, when it comes to when it comes to Trump and like the transfer of power and stuff, I think that there's much more problematic stuff than January 6th was. The thing that I always look at and I'm like, I can't believe that that happened was um, who I can't remember who Trump had called, but he was like, we need to find this many votes, like this exact number. That's of votes. taken way out of context. So yeah, I'm going to play Jesse's role here. That, is that, that was the, Jack, the Georgia secretary of state. And it was a perfect. Yeah. Call, Trump was basically saying there's all this fraud. There's all these dead voters. There's all these uh, problems with ballots. Find me these votes because they're out there is what he was saying. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, you see, but regardless. So, but see, I don't really even blame you, Dawson. Now, you work for new media. You work for us. So, I mean, you're getting the different side, but you, you're yeah. still obviously um, falling prey to the corporate media talking points here. I don't watch corporate media. No, I know, but it's obviously permeating social media or whatever yeah. way that you get it. But that's where you get those talking points. That is not something you're getting. Well, I guess you do listen to Destiny, so he's probably reiterating those talking points. But it's a ridiculous claim that they make. Everyone knows, if you read that transcript, what Donald Trump is talking about. They take this guy out of context all the time. I think they've done that from the day one when they said he called Mexican rapist. I think that Donald Trump puts himself out of context a lot. Well, there's no doubt he says things that are definitely... We all get that. But some of the big things that they go after him for... Okay, I'll give you a really good case. I think we just covered this on the show a week ago or two. Um, How they're saying Donald Trump is literally talking about being a dictator if he gets reelected. Yeah. Yeah. And then we play the clip. And what are they all freaking out about? It was a joke. Yeah, actually, wasn't it Chris Christie? Yeah, Chris Christie said that in the debate. He's literally arguing that he's going to be a dictator. We have to take this serious. It's like, no, you can't take it serious. We play the clip. Donald Trump's clearly telling a joke. It's funny. And he goes, I'm going to be a dictator and I'm going to close the border on day one it's like it's a problem then that there's so many people that are taking his word as like literally no no no, no, no. you're attributing um confusion i guess there's malice here for sure and it comes from this really strange disease and we all see this called trump derangement syndrome i am not like some big donald trump fan i'm very critical donald trump makes for some great entertainment on the show with jesse because jesse Thinks it's always 4D chess or 17D chess, right? There's legitimate things to criticize Donald Trump for, okay? Like, for instance, he literally didn't drain the swamp. The swamp's even bigger and worse than it's ever been, okay? So, but you, it, gets, it gets, like, lost because the left in this country and the, and the rhino establishment right, by the way, they both get along very well on this topic. They hate Donald Trump. They actually hate mega people, if we're being honest. They really hate MAGA people, the people that really want to take back this country and get rid of these cronies and politicians, because that's what Trump stands for, at least to them. And so what they do is they um, they they just take everything out of context, knowing they're taken out of context to make it seem like Donald Trump is this monster. Well, I mean, that's that's just media as a whole. That's tabloids. That, that's <laughs> everything. Yeah, It's not just me. It's the political elite, which is exactly why you need a free and open press. Yeah, that's just going back to our first conversation we're having today. This is exactly why you have guerrilla journalism and you get in people's face is because they're lying to you. You just admitted they lied to you, Dawson. No, I didn't. Did you not just say that the meat I'm I'm playing? I'm playing the Alex Jones role. Ah, I got him. Yes, I got him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're going to play this back. (laughs) X. Tell X that you said this. Yeah, we'll tell X. (laughs) Um, I I still don't think guerrilla journalism is good. 
So I didn't. But that's why you have guerrilla journalism because you, you can just say said it's not the good, media it, will lie about this stuff. It can still be necessary if that's the only way that you can ask a question. It's necessary. Well, the, chick, the chick can just lie when he's got the microphone in her face. What's going to stop her from doing that? Sure, she yes, can but, do that, but we but can. But he doesn't. So because he's an independent journalist, yeah. he can still be a journalist and doesn't have that c- credentialed access that all the other journalists that you just literally admitted to, that's the game they play, lying and taking people out of context. What did I admit so to? So it's because we have a free press that allows individuals who use those techniques to still be journalists and have that freedom is why we need that process and why we need that kind of journalism. Why did so, you say I admitted to anything? You just literally said we could play back, play back the tape there. Play. <laughs> well, yeah. but saying admitted is like is like the, the saying that I'm preconceived to be wrong. I think you were wrong. I think you were wrong. If we go back, what what do you think? What was Let's it? That the media the lies, here. right? Razzle Dazzle says freedom of press, Dawson. <laughs> read, read the one before that. It was funny. Oh yeah, there was one. Uh, Billy Twenty Two says Dawson is deep state. That is where he's getting these talking points. Project Muckinbird, Dawson. You are, you on the six a.m. phone call? Are you? <laughs> Dawson says I wake up. By the eight. way, we love Dawson here, <laughs> even if he is working for the CIA. Um, <laughs> all right, where do we? Oh, so you want to play uh, this video of Destiny? All right, let's I can't. I can't believe Destiny. that this is the clip that you're showing. There are way better ones. Yeah, I, I know there, there's some better ones, but this is just an interesting one. You know, people should all watch uh, this interview. Right? Yeah. Uh, how did you get the name? Is that a lady name? It, yeah, kind of. I made it when I was like nine. You call yourself Destiny? Well, in real life, I call myself Steven. But it's a stripper's name. Destiny, yeah. Oh, so your real name is Steven? Yeah. But online, you pretend to be a woman? No, I just have a feminine name, I guess. Yeah, that's a girl name. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is. Do they know you have a girl name online? Uh, I don't think most people see it that way online. Uh, do they see Destiny as a male name? I guess so, yeah. Amazing. What made you take on a girl name online? Well, it was a noun, and I was nine years old, and I lived in Nebraska, so I didn't know any black people, so I'd never met a girl named Destiny before. Oh, did you know Destiny was a girl name I, at night? No. Nope. You thought it was a boy name? No, I thought it was a noun that just meant sounded cool because I was nine years old. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Destiny. All right. Yeah. You know, uh, he actually doesn't look so obnoxious there, so it looks like yeah. when he's younger. It looks like he's just gone down no, the wrong lane. There, there's so many. I, I think uh, <laughs> Jesse Lee Pearson's had him on a couple of times, and there's so many funny interview moments yeah. and clips and everything from uh, – you know, calling him, calling him a beta male and whatnot. So people, people should check that out. I this, think oh, that's this was what I was talking about when I was saying he like reflects his, the person that he's arguing with. This dude was chill the whole time. He's chill the whole time. That's just a bad habit that he's picked up. I've noticed. Let's go to Odd One's comment here. Um, he says, I think Dawson took the contrary position, and now he's backed into the corner and forced to defend it, even if he, get, even as it gets more ridiculous. Or <laughs> Wait a minute. I gave an opinion that's differing to somebody else, and now I have to defend it. Whoa, that's how it works. That's how it works. And by the way, you just answering to your bosses. You know, I we mean, know who you're getting yeah. paid by. At the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is another one, Glenn Greenwald. This is a, a really good comment uh, where he talks about how January 6 changed the legal game. This is actually something I think a lot of us. Um, what do we call us, by the way? I don't want to just say conservative because then you get Glenn Greenwald. The Glenn Greenwald is not a conservative, right? What are we? Are we like outsiders? Outsiders. Woke, yeah, woke anti-establishment, it, like bread-pilled people. Like, what are we? I don't know but what Glenn, that is. Glenn Greenwald's not red-pilled. You know, he's he's just a citizen. Uh, I think yeah, ca- I'd say I think, anti-establishment. I think anti-establishment. Okay, that call, yeah. that's probably the best term right there. Anti-establishment. 
So us anti-establishment people do need to start worrying about the legal system. Let's hear what Glenn Greenwald has to say about it. Glenn, finish this one off because then I have another question for you guys. Yeah, the, ho the whole thing, like listening to them, I honestly, it's like listening. I don't mean to be insulting. I'm just saying this, you know, it's what it sounds like. Like video. seventh graders who learn civics class and have this understanding of how the video. U.S. government. Uh, we don't have the video on the screen, by the way. Oh, that's my bad. Government works. Like, oh, the FBI investigate, and they discover crimes, and then they go to the courts, and the courts are very honest, and the courts are apolitical, and the courts make rulings. And everything that has happened in January 6th, and you can even look at the people they picked and choose who to expand the law, the people who ended up getting prosecuted on felony counts, even though they were nonviolent, had these incredibly uh, novel interpretations of law that were used against them to turn nonviolent demonstration and nonviolent political protest into felony by taking this post-Enron law and giving it a stretch meeting that it never had before. And the reason so many of them plead guilty is because they know that if they go into court, they're going to have rulings against them because a lot of these judges, especially in Washington, are not only Democratic Party judges, but the entire system is furious to watch people go and put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. So the entire system decided that this has to be punished regardless of what the law provides. You had the FBI with their hooks inside all of these groups. But I do understand that if you believe in this like story of American propaganda, that the FBI is these upstanding law enforcement people and they don't do that, and then the courts go and make rulings, then you're going to end up with this image of what the three of them have, which is this idea that this was one of the worst attacks in American history. The courts have ruled. Everything the government did in this case is consistent with their longstanding view before January 6th that these groups are criminal groups. They need to be criminalized. Trump's movement is a threat to the United States. And the entire part of January 6th was designed to define them as an insurrectionary movement so that they could criminalize them, which is exactly what they're doing. Okay. All right, let's cut. So this is one of the arguments I've made for a long time. Um, I have been suspicious and against increased power by the federal government in general, but especially in the presidential uh, presidential powers. And I like making this argument to people because it's like when it happens to someone on the left, so let's say Biden takes on new powers, okay? It's like, guys, do you really think Democrats are always going to be in charge? Because whatever powers you're giving now is going to go to someone on the right, like Donald Trump. You would think that the left would understand because they, they call Donald Trump a, a a tyrant. They call him a dictator. So it's like, why would you give the presidency more power ever knowing that it's inevitably going to fall in the hands of a Republican at some point? And so I'm just generally against giving anyone more power. And these people on the left, it's like you're arguing for a system of government that's really unrecognizable. It's certainly on the American government we wanted. Yeah, it was so that's going to never be, be used against you. Right. The, the Democrats would call Trump Hitler, a dictator, Correct. a fascist. And meanwhile, what would they do? They would give him an increased military budget. You know, they would give him more, uh, more executive authority over issues. And it's like, if you really thought that he was a fascist, you wouldn't be passing any of that crap. But, you know, it just shows that the Democrats don't even believe what they, what they're, uh, what they're claiming. They're, they're just scared of Trump because he exposes the swamp. Exactly. All right. I think I'm going to leave it there. Uh, go watch this. This is on tw on Zero Hedge's Twitter account. And then, you know, don't go, go don't go to Destiny's YouTube account. But was it not on Rumble or any it's, of those? Yeah, it was on Rumble. But we were having trouble playing it when we were yeah. looking for the clips. So maybe it plays from the beginning. Rumble, fix your damn yeah. site. Otherwise on X. What would you say? I said Rumble, fix your damn site. I yeah, well, yeah. we need Rumble because I don't think we would 
be able to have this conversation. If we were resorting just to YouTube at this point, I don't think we could have this conversation. We think it gets taken down. So Rumble, not as comfortably, no. So yeah, Rumble, Rumble's not quite there yet, but they're making some good improvements. So it's a good partner for us. Let's go through these stories here pretty quick, and then we'll end on Epstein because it's not a big, big important story. Oh, you know what? I forgot to add in here before I go to these other stories. Uh-oh. There's a J.P. Morgan person that predicted Biden. I saw that, that Biden's not going to be the nominee that he's going to drop out. Right. You know, to me, it's one of those things lots of people are saying that. I'm not sure I'm not sure if there's anything interesting about uh, this well, J.P. Morgan executive. Well, the, the reason I brought it up was he said March, and we predict on this show. We've all had some predictions, but my, my thought, I think you were with me on this, is that they'll go to the convention and they'll get rid of him. But see, if they got through – so the idea is after March, the primaries have occurred, right? So it's still going to go to the convention. And I hadn't thought of this because I always thought they're going to go to the convention, they're going to pick Michelle Obama. And the reason they're going to mm-hmm. do that is they need someone with instant name ID. But if they say that Biden has a health scare, I think that's what he was alluding to, mm-hmm. then they can take the Gavin Newsom and they've got March through November to explain who this guy is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they could still rig the DNC convention, right? Because right. they're going to rig the DNC convention. I think we all know that. They're going to... They go through the primary yes. so that the other Democrats can't get into it, and then they're going to rig rig mm-hmm. it. So it's an interesting prediction, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I maybe. Happen. Maybe. And, yeah, I had just seen last night uh, Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips had a debate in New Hampshire. I've watched most of it, uh, not all of it quite yet. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I probably agree that, you know, I don't know if the Democrats will actually put Biden in there and the easiest way for them to – change it all around would be with the uh, DNC convention. So we'll see what goes on. I mean, I, I don't know for sure. And don't know if I got a real good prediction on it. Okay. Let's go quickly through the stories. Uh, do we put the political? Yeah. Pull up the political on sec def Lloyd Austin. This is a crazy story. You know, I was in the military for 12 years, uh, army officer. And basically you don't go a wall. A wall is a big deal. Yeah. So if I was in command or in charge of troops, uh, even if you're not, but especially when you are, then you always uh, let your superiors know if you were to go somewhere, especially if you were having a procedure, and you know, let your subordinates know. Mm-hmm. So you're the sec def, so your superiors really are Congress and the president, and uh, and then if you're Secretary of Defense, your subordinates is the whole military apparatus, right? Mm-hmm. Which the Pentagon down to the soldier on the ground is millions of people, right? Yeah. Military is already like one half a million or 1.2 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so SecDef uh, Lloyd Austin ends up having some surgery and it says it's, um, it was pre-scheduled, um, what do they call it? Elective, Elective surgery, mm-hmm. which we don't know. I assume it's, uh, he's trying to transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. Who knows what it is? You know, is it, is it some cosmetic surgery? I don't Tucker know. Tucker said know, in, somewhere in the comments, I think it was Tucker. Tucker, right in the comments Sad, again. I have to or, find it again. Oh, you find it? Okay. Oh, unless he wants to say it again. Uh, either one. Let's find what Tucker had to say. Oh, he um, says prostate cancer and a UTI. Hmm. Your narrative. Walter track Reed infection? Hospital, yeah, reveals. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. The guy's 70 years old, right? Long career in the military. He was a four star general, so. Right. A little overweight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, essentially, he has this elective surgery. Actually, UTI doesn't sound like. 
elective surgery. Yes, yeah, sometimes on things are considered elective that aren't. You know, sometimes things are elective that are actually that. needed for your health. I don't know. Healthcare in the well, US. prostate cancer wouldn't be elective either, Tucker. I think fake news, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker's telling fake news. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, do you have like a source on that, Tucker? I'm kind of curious. That I, I don't know if that makes sense. Unless, yeah, and unless I'm elective seeing, uh, surgery is uh fake news. Yeah, right? quick. I'm seeing Brad's comment. It's Newsom. They're going to leave Kamala as VP. Actually, that's not going to happen because. Uh, you can't have a president and VP from the same state because that would disqualify the electoral votes of that state. And especially with California, they cannot, the Democrats cannot risk not winning California's electoral votes since uh, Newsom and Kamala are both from there. It can't happen. So well, there you go. We'll, you we'll just got to, owned. We'll have to figure out something else. Brad, you just got owned. All right, there <laughs> we go. So Lloyd Austin, uh, this is, if you go to this uh, political story and just scroll down here real quick, it's a... Um, it's a timeline. So starting on Friday, December 22nd, he gets surgery. He has complications on Monday, January 1st. And mm -hmm. all the way up to, I think, yesterday, he was still in the hospital. He didn't tell the President of the United States. Congress didn't know. Mm -hmm. And his subordinates didn't know. And their only statement, basically, was the uh, chief of staff was also sick. Yeah. So and, and they still have all confidence in him, right? You know, the Biden still has confidence in him, which is crazy. Apparently, Matt Rosendale has now filed articles of impeachment. Elise Stefanik is uh, in support of that as well. Uh, you know, th that's the first step. I mean, obviously, like you're saying, for a military leader, especially the, the uh, Secretary of Defense, the most important person within the military, if they're not willing to uh, disclose when they need to have an operation done and why did he not do it, you know, that seems very odd to me. Uh, you know, why wouldn't he just pass it along to his number two and just say, hey, I'm going to be gone. Uh, Mr. President, this is the situation. This is what's going on. It's I'm not bizarre. feeling great. Exactly. It, it seems so strange to me because why would he not want to just That's why I was them? assuming it's a sex change operation because he's yeah. going to be embarrassed. I don't know what else to think here. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it seems like it's an embarrassing. I'm all kidding aside. Some Something embarrassing because why right. else would you tell people? But now it's even worse because now everyone wants the answer, right? Yeah. I mean, a UTI is pretty darn embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? Because when was the last time you had to get a surgery for a UTI because you were so old? Never. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think a urinary tract infection is that. Maybe he's too worried about being a big man, so he's got to hide it and go AWOL. Yeah, but it's one of those things, like, imagine, like, you know, let's say we had a terrorist attack happen while yes. he was in the hospital and you know and biden doesn't know and nobody knows don't know where you know at. and nobody it's knows where crazy. he's at and you know it's one of those things like doesn't he have to be at the pentagon every day doesn't Actually, he have like but he's got you know, he's got going arm, on he's got secret service or arm no he's not secret service but some arm protection i'm sure yeah so how, how does this not i guess they would well, be able to find well, him so quick. apparently right it was but his, he would be under he was saying that his chief of staff or his scheduler or whatever was the only person who was going to be able to tell the number two that it's they're ridiculous. in charge, which is crazy because, yeah, exactly. There's not one person who can communicate that message. It's going to be lots of people within the Pentagon and whatnot. Uh, so he's claiming that his uh, staffer was also sick. And maybe, you know, maybe being in the hospital just slipped his mind. But, I mean, like, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. And I think that just because of this dereliction of duty, I think that he just served our country dishonorably in this moment, and he needs to go. It's crazy. And, and then how do you have a standard for AWOL soldiers if you were doing this from the top? Uh, another $5. Yeah. We have an active military operations going on currently. This guy can't go off the grid. Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. And what happens if something happens that they get attacked or something? Right. It's crazy. In fact, there was a uh, attack in Baghdad. We we literally launched some military operation. Mm -hmm. All right. Because uh, we, we really don't ever leave places, by the way. 
Yeah. And even when we are, when the military is ordered to leave places like Syria, they lie to the president. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to Trump, which is a crazy story. Uh, let's go to this. So in the party of Biden, the Democrat party, we have Gene Pulowski, con artist down in Winona, Minnesota, a district that could go red, could go Republican. One of six con artists. Now, when I say con artist, there were six Democrats in 2020 who read their electorate and said, oh, my God, my electorate do not want to be shut down by uh, the governor of my party. And so they voted when the votes came up every month to get rid of Governor Walls' mercy powers. The election happens in November. There's a um, there is a. Uh, Change, well, not a change of command, but the uh, numbers got better for Republicans. And so basically when 2021 started, only four of these six people who were already voting against Walls and Mercy Powers had to keep voting that way. And Walls' powers have been overturned as long as that uh, weakling Paul Gazelka and the Republican Senate were, were going to carry through with uh, ending the orders. And that that's not necessarily known at this point, right? They did it when they knew that the Democrats were going to vote against it, but... I think we could have pushed and pressured them into doing it. So here are the six Democrats. Now, Gene Pulowski joins Mark Ward, Eklund, uh, Julie Sandstead, and, Day- and Mike Sundin in no longer serving in the legislature. Obviously, Gene Pulowski is going to fulfill the rest of his role um, this year, which is February through May. And then he's not going to run for re-election. At least one guy left, Dave Lizagard, basically in the Iron Range Republican-esque district. One more to go, guys. Mm-hmm. One more to go to get rid of these con artists. Now, I see he announces, Gene Pulowski announces on Sunday, and the political class in Minnesota on both the Republican and Democrat side are praising this guy as <laughs> if he's some kind of good, honorable man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just thinking, like, if you pulled this charade how can you be honorable? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. like I'd love to hear the de- the left's argument on this thing. They voted one way and for no apparent reason, and COVID was clearly less damaging at that point in 2021, they do the exact opposite. Yeah. That is clearly a con, right? That is what we're supposed to hate in politics as people who do that. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be praising guys like Gene Pulowski. Here's another one for you. Guess how long Gene Pulowski's been serving? Bridget, Dawson, Jesse, you probably don't know. Because guess what? You guys weren't even born for uh, 14 years or something like that. Is that actually true? He he took office in 1986. So if you go to Action for Liberty's article here, we write about this. Scroll down here real quick, Dawson. When when, um, Gene Pulowski took office... Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Those are our lip pieces when we went after these guys. Let's see here. He was first elected for the Minnesota House in 1986 when the Chicago Bears were reigning Super Bowl champs. <laughs> By the way, that was Super Bowl 20. James Brown's Living in America won Best R&B Vocals of the Year at the <laughs> Grammys. And Ronald Reagan was President of the United States. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's insane. You guys weren't even born yet. Yeah. That's when, <laughs> when Gene Vlaski took it. He's been there for 38 years. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. 19 year, nineteen consecutive terms in the Minnesota One. House. Mm-hmm. I think the people are behind, uh, really strongly behind uh, term limits. So both of this guy is a con artist and, uh, you know, basically rotted away in, for four decades in the 
Minnesota House as a politician. It's like, wow, this is the guy we're praising. Yeah, and he, he pretended to be a moderate. There's so many votes, so many bills that disprove that. I mean, there, there was an education bill. I think it was him and Omar Fateh that were like, you know, kind of the leaders on this whole thing. So, you know, here he is partnering up with a socialist, uh, you know, to, pu- to push an education plan, you know. It's good to see Gene Pulaski go because, like you said, he's a total scam artist. He's pretend to be one thing for his voters, but we exposed him to all of the people, and uh, now he's gotten the message that he better get out of there because, uh, you know, his luck might have run, his luck might have ran out. You yep. you saying that that fun fact about how long he's been in office got me thinking about Biden, and he has yeah. been in government stuff since 1972. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, there's the problem. I think that. <laughs> When, when I'm elected president of the United States, I'm going to change whatever document to say that nobody older than 65 is allowed to be in a government position ever. Forced retirement. I'm yeah, for it. I'm not with you there. That's too bad. I'm going to be president. <laughs> yeah, we'll be see about role. that. I'm running against you then. That would I'm be, protecting the old people. That would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to be dictator to make sure that no one <laughs> over 65 gets <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mike Johnson, uh, Speaker House, is forcing a funding deal. I'm going to end this thing here so we're not getting into that story, but you guys can read it for yourself. So yeah, I've like, heard some mixed things, so maybe, maybe we'll talk about it next time because yeah. Yeah, I, I want to uh, – yeah, I've heard some mixed things. Some people are saying it's a good deal. Some people are saying it's the worst deal ever. So, you know, I'm thinking I'd like to see – It's not the best deal ever. Yeah, That's right, exactly. Comment. No, but, no uh, you not know, a chance. I think it might be time for Matt Gates to pull another Kevin McCarthy on him. You know, it sounds like Mike Johnson's not fighting for us. Right. So. Time to go. Um, all right. Then we got Epstein files. Uh, Trump is named. That's what the media is running with. What a goofy story that is. But um, basically, I, I want your comments. We'll get to that story on Thursday because I think more Epstein files will drop. It, I, this thing. Well, this is what I said last week. I just don't believe for a second that we're going to find something significant from these Epstein files. The biggest thing right now is uh, seems like um, Stephen Hawking went to uh, Epstein's yeah. Island. Yeah, there's some crazy memes about that. Right. Mm-hmm. But we have not a credible source now accusing both Bill Clinton. So it's mudding up the whole process, to be honest with you. And uh, honestly, if someone literally was what we call a client of Jeffrey Epstein, screw that person. That person go to impris- be pr- imprisoned and not run for office ever, right? But now the whole process is muddied up, and I kind of think there are people behind that planning it that way. But uh, I don't know. We'll get in that story here. I'm sure you guys are seeing that everywhere else. Everyone else is talking about it. So I don't know if we need to talk about the Epstein files, because quite frankly, the most important question on Epstein is who the hell was that guy working for? And I feel like we're never going to answer that question. Just Mm -hmm. like you would think with a global pandemic that cost trillions of dollars and seven million lives, we would ask, how did that get leaked from a lab or where did it originate? And we don't have a desire to find out that damn question either. Yeah. So thank God for new media. That's why I want to put money and time and energy into in things like the truth hurts new media because the corporate media is never going to tell you these stories. They're going to th- there's a very infamous scene, Dawson. You could watch that too. ABC reporter had the story on Jeffrey Epstein way ahead of everyone else other than Alex Jones, and she was told to kill the story by the ABC execs. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let her run the story, and she's like t- reminiscing on this on camera. And she goes, "They killed my story," and she was so mad about it. It's like mm-hmm. exactly corporate media is not getting to the bottom of a lot of very important things. Anyhow, thank you guys for joining us today. All the people 
doing the rumble rants, the comments. You guys make the show work. Thank you, Bridget, for being here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish you were here on Thursdays too, but she's only able to do Tuesdays. So we uh, Tushi, there you go. Or William or Tushi, yeah. Yeah, seats doctor. open on Thursdays, Tushi. <laughs> uh, Jesse, thank you again. D- Deep State Dawson, uh, make sure you, if you haven't liked us on Rumble, Twitter, and, or whatever else we're showing on, make sure you like it. Even if you're watching after the fact, tells more people to watch it. And we'll be back right here on Thursday with another episode. Take care.